You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Shante Brown alongside our co-host Nathaniel Frederick. Thank you for joining us this evening. Renew Our Community, ROC, was founded in 2011 by Dale Dove, who realized that there was not a resource center for struggling citizens of York County to receive help. ROC provided essential services for people in need, such as transportation, emergency food pantry, and clothes closet. The number of clients grew rapidly from 10 clients a day to 125 clients a day, serving more than 85,000 people in the last five years. ROC became the main day shelter in York County for the homeless. Unfortunately, ROC permanently closed on October 30th due to the lack of funds after serving the homeless for eight years. Joining us today is Iris Malls Hubbard. Um, she was the execu- executive director of Renew Our Community. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. So my first question is, um, why did you decide to be a part of ROC? Um, we refer to it as The Rock. Mm-hmm. And so I came here um, to Rock Hill with another project and actually started um, working at The Rock um, just as a fluke. And so um, within six months, I was actually running the place and just uh, saw a need other than just a day shelter that we would somehow help people that came to us um, change their lives. And so that was the mission of, of Renew Our Community was to transform lives. Well, how was the Rock funded in the past? Well, excuse me, previously in the past, I think when I first uh, became a part of, of Renew Our Community, we mainly received donations from churches and from individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some small funding from uh, from other agencies, but at the time, we were seeing maybe 30, 35 people a day, um, mainly providing just snacks and just a refuge for people to be off the streets. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have very much in the line of programming and um, didn't need much actually back then. Um, there was a staff of one, which was myself, and mm-hmm. we worked with a lot of volunteers. And so over time, The Rock has grown, unfortunately, because the homeless population in York County has also grown. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, over time, then we started going after more and more funding, but we, we mainly were through individuals and churches. Can you, like, explain the chemistry that the volunteers and the people who are less fortunate have? Yeah, um, you know, working with the homeless population really requires a heart for what we do. We are a 501c3 faith-based organization. And so with that being said, we really haven't had a desire to serve the community rather than to be um, just an agency where people came. And so our volunteers really need to have a heart for what we do. Everyone can't work with the homeless population. They're not dangerous. I've never, ever felt in danger in my life. But, you know, day in and day out, when you're listening to people's problems over and over and over again, and you're with a population that... um, may not have the wherewithal or the means to solve their problems. And so it can be very taxing if you're not either trained for it or if you don't have a heart to, to be with people. You said you're faith-based? Correct. It, mm-hmm. Was it was it founded through a church? Uh, Dale Dove found it, but he found it as, as a faith-based organization. It was not founded actually through a church, but it's always had a Christian emphasis. And so um, with that being said, then we would always um, ask the churches to help us, and they were very faithful in helping us. And you also mentioned that the, uh, the homeless, uh, the number of the homeless, mm-hmm. the number of homeless in uh, the county, uh, I'm sorry, the right. number Your of homeless county. in the county, yes, mm-hmm. uh, has, um, has increased. Correct. And I, 
I wonder what are some factors you think that have, that's led to that mm-hmm. increase? Well, you know, um, I think in the beginning it was just that people were not aware of Rock and where Rock was located and what services we gave. And so we just really kind of attracted people that were walking by or that had heard about it through Dale. As time went on, we were um, in um, collaboration with other agencies, so then we became a referral source. If you didn't know what you were going to do, or if you came to the city new and homeless, they would send you to the Rock because we were um, a day center where you could get the services that you need. So we kind of evolved into doing all the things that we were doing. Most of, I would say, 90% of our clients have a tie to Rock Hill. We don't really attract a lot of people from outside of York County because, you know, we don't have a train station. We don't have a, um, an airport. So people who are here are native of the area. And so I think the more that we became known, then the more people we attracted. And then, you know, Rock Hill is growing at a huge, tremendous rate. And with the growth, um, People are being pushed out of their homes. Affordable housing is um, something that we as a community have to address because most of our, I have clients, probably a third of my clients are on some type of disability. But even with seven or $800 a month, where do you live on that kind of money and you're able to eat and pay your utility bills? And so I have a, a, a sizable population that we call the working poor. They have a job. They may make 8 to $10 an hour. But even at that rate, um, you can't afford to live alone and eat. And so a lot of my homeless people are the working poor or they are they are people that are on disability. And how does The Rock uh, differ from other types of homeless shelters, like, say, The Haven, which Correct. is specific for men? Correct. So The Rock was a homeless day shelter. The Rock did not provide um, services at night. Um, and we usually gather all the people that are staying in the other shelters. So if you were at the Haven or at Pilgrim's Inn um, or at Salvation Army, then we were where you stayed in the daytime because those agencies close at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, and they do not reopen until 6 o'clock at night. And so it, it, it was a gap. And so um, with that, The Rock really filled that gap of where people go during the daytime that needed services. If you don't have a driver's license or if you don't have clothes or you don't have anything to eat or you really are truly on the street, those agencies house probably a very small number of of the homeless in York County. Um, I think the Haven now is at 15 or 16 or maybe 20. They will eventually go up to 40. Um, Bethel Men's Shelter is open year-round. They do about 38. I can probably comfortably say I probably have about 65 men that are homeless around the clock. And so when we only fill some of those beds, or we fill all those beds, I still have 30 or 40 men and, and all the women are on the street because the women's shelters close, um, the emergency shelters close during the um, summertime. Can you explain like how funding or why funding decreased in the last year for ROC? For the rock, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, um, like I said, we were, we're mainly faith-based, and we were um, starting to get some funds from some grants. Mm-hmm. But as Rock Hill has grown, so have the needs of the community. And so, you know, Knowledge Park came about, Pathways came about, and so um, with the limited amount of resources within our community, mm-hmm. um, they just start drying up. Um, people were looking at. I think the Rock was doing a good job of doing what the Rock does, mm-hmm. and so. Um, and there may have been a little bit of confusion about where funds were being diverted to. 
um, during the Pathways um, opening. And so we actually moved from um, downtown mm -hmm. to the Pathways building. So I think a lot of people may have thought that because we were at the Pathways site that we were part of Pathways. Yeah. Pathways did an excellent job of, of raising funds for Pathways to open and whatnot. And I think it was just maybe some confusion. And like I said, just uh, there's just a limited amount of resources within our community, and it's grown really fast. So, You're listening to Palmetto Report. I'm Shante Brown, alongside our co-host Nathaniel Frederick. We're, we're speaking with Mrs. Smalls Herbert about the closing of The Rock. Can you explain, like, the day the executive board decided to close The Rock? I can. Um, it was a decision that was, um, I think, was made with some thought, but it was made very quickly. Yeah, and so um, there was a board meeting, uh, which at which time they took a vote, and uh, it was due to funding. We were really getting very short on funding, and to go into another additional month would have really cost us a lot. And so it was made um, almost like we've got to do it, and we did it within 24 hours. Pretty painful for those of us who um, who serve our our that client base, and you know we have I probably have 35. Uh, volunteers. I now have six staff members, and so it was, you know, a very big surprise for most people to walk out of that meeting and then walk over there and tell them that we were going to shut down the next day. Very painful, um, because you know we we know the people that we service. We know them by name. They're not numbers. We're not an agency like that. And so to have to tell our people that we were closing and didn't really know uh, what we'd be doing the next day was pretty um, painful for me. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen with those, well, those families? Well, um, fortunately, we closed down uh, that Wednesday at 5 o'clock, and Pathways took over temporarily um, for the day center. And so some of the services that we offered have been kind of suspended, so we're in transition now. Our biggest concern, of course, was our clients. What do we tell our clients, and where do they go? That Thursday morning when we opened, uh, it was raining outside. I mean, we were all panicking, like, what do we do with our clients? But mm -hmm. Pathways has temporarily taken over the, the rock. Um, so now we're the day center at Pathways. And we've kind of still been opening our doors every day and trying to find how we're going to manage fund-wise because, you know, funding is still an issue with the day center part of Pathways. How do the services you provide compare with others across the state uh, in terms of funding, like mm -hmm. I guess what I'm asking here is, are other homeless shelters, day shelters, mm -hmm. uh, affected by funding like The Rock is? I think The Rock, um, like I said, our community is a small community. And for what we were doing, we used to call it loaves and fishes. We just kept breaking off and, you know, got provided for whatever we needed. So we have never been... Um, like had an endowment or just way funded, we kind of have always, um, you know, had some good months and some bad months. But um, I think across the across the state, especially and even including North Carolina, um, there are corporations that fund that help fund big corporations. Um, in Columbia, they have the government because there's so many veterans, and they have the hospitals keep people off the street. And Rock Hill just has. I think our homeless population kind of started surprising us. It just started growing so fast that. Uh, we as a community did not prepare for it. And so um, I think that with the rock closing, it just kind of shed a light on the fact that we do have homeless and that there's something that needs to be done about it. Well, there's a lot going on in Charlotte with mm -hmm. gentrification right. and some of these other issues that's going on. They're facing a, a major crisis Correct. of affordable or the lack mm -hmm. of affordable housing. Mm -hmm. 
And I know that there's some of those people are struggling to find housing. Um, some may even venture to come down to South Carolina um, in, in the Rock Hill area or York County area. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could also impact the homeless yeah, community? Well, we're seeing well? quite a bit of it now um, that we Rock Hill, unfortunately, is probably starting to become... I don't want to say the bedroom community for Charlotte, but, you know, it's kind of outgrown Fort Mill. It's outgrown Ballantyne. It's, you know, urban creep. It, you know, it's overflowed, so now Rock Hill is the next best place. You know, it's South Carolina. The taxes are lower. The housing here is a lot less expensive. Cost of living is less expensive, and now we're very attractive to people in Charlotte. They don't mind the drive um, mm-hmm. back into Charlotte. And even Columbia, we're having folks that live here and go back and forth to Columbia. So it's driving up the housing prices here. Um, there were a lot of um, older homes that were used for boarding houses that people could afford, and now they're renovating those and selling those for you know thousands of dollars more than they were worth a, a year ago. And so with that, you know this population that was probably living hand to mouth, um, they're being pushed out, and unfortunately we don't have anywhere to push them to. There's no um, affordable housing or low income housing. I think that even with my elderly, there's a two-year waiting list um, for the elderly to get into elderly uh, homes. And the same thing for disabled. There's two-year waiting list for everybody, and that was two years ago. I don't know what it is now. But I think that um, the community kind of grew faster than, you know, we, we planned for it, but then we didn't plan for it. But, you know, the homeless and the underserved, I think that's always a population that's kind of not thought about right away. Yeah, I was, you know, that's kind of what I was getting at as well i mean there is this thought that yes this is a booming area or it's a growing area so i guess you would think that in addition to this growth the question is well who might be left out or who might this affect uh so with the panthers coming into this area do you think that that with such huge corporate sponsors and things like that getting involved with this uh, in this region, mm-hmm. do you think that could help with well, funding? I think that um, our homeless population, such as those that we serve uh, through the Rock and Bethel and and um, Pathways and et cetera, they need advocates. They need people out there actually saying what is going on. And how do we help people? And as with any other organization. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's our community that has to come together and make a stand on that. I do want to know, like, what other ideas did you guys come up with trying to, like, keep the um, keep um, the rock running? The rock open? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I think our board, we had a lot of changes this year. We had a change in location. We actually moved twice into a temporary space and then a permanent space. Uh, we had a change in our board chair mm-hmm. um, about mid-year. We also had a change in management. Uh, about mid-year. I, be, I became the executive director. The, the previous one retired. It was like a quiet storm. There's just a whole lot going on that cost us extra money. And so it was, you know, the lowering of the amount of funds that we could get in along with the uh, increased expenses. I want to thank you for joining us tonight, Mrs. Smalls Hubbard. Tune in for the next show this evening. I am your host, Shante Brown. You're listening to the Palmetto Report. <laughs>